0: Hey everyone, welcome back to a new video. Before I begin on the stories, I just wanted to mention, if you have your own personal scary story that you would like to send me for me to possibly narrate here on the channel, you can do so by sending it to southerncannibal.com. So if you have a personal true scary story that you'd like to share, please consider sending it my way. Now that all that's out of the way, let's begin. So, this happened back in the beginning of 2021 when I was only 13. This may not be scary compared to half the stories put on here, but it's something that I heavily regret ever having a memory of. I had an online app called Amino at the time, where a whole bunch of communities would have chats and posts of things related to the platform. I was really big on anime, and I was really alone at the time of not being able to see my friends or leave the house. So I went online for attention and for some new friends. I chose the My Hero Academia one because I figured I'd find some people like me alone and sinking of attention. I met a few amazing people along the way and a few creeps here and there as well. But there's this one person who will always stick out as someone who deserves to just rot in hell. I met him in a chat room of some new friends, and we were all on a voice call in the chat with a few people coming and leaving, until this one boy came in and started talking to us. He seemed very nice and talked to us for about 20 minutes, until he friended me and started to chat with me privately, saying how nice it was to meet me and how cute my voice was. Let's just call this guy nobody, because he really is and forever will be a nobody, I was friendly, and I responded the same way to him, not thinking anything of it, but after two days was when he started to become way too friendly and flirty. Mind you, I was just 13 at the time, and I would never had any kind of this attention, so it felt weird but cool, coming from who I found out was an 18-year-old. When finding this out, I even told him on call that it was wrong to be talking to him and for him to be acting flirty, because I was only 13, when he had thought I was 14, which still doesn't make a fucking difference for being an adult and flirty with a minor. But he guilt-tripped me by then saying, It doesn't matter. It's fine. We're not doing anything bad. I really care about you so much, and I don't want to lose you. I don't want to lose you like I lost my last girlfriend who supposedly committed suicide. But looking back, I don't think he could pull anyone besides innocent minors. This also had me confused at the time, because he also had made it seem like I was going to kill myself like his ex did. But being young and foolish, I pushed that aside. Nobody would talk to me late at night on school days when I would always be tired and trying to sleep. He would always call me and say stuff like, What are your kinks? Have you ever wanted to try that? Do you like me? What if I did this to you when we were older? And the worst. Are you turned on from this? He had me like this for three days, going back and forth on his wild imagination and trying to plant these weird-ass images into my mind. The worst of it all was if I fell asleep. He would keep calling and calling until he was finally done repeating anything I didn't hear or fell asleep on or say goodnight to me after falling asleep too much on him. I told two of my online friends about this the next night, just to see their opinions on what he's been saying to me, and if it was okay, and they had totally flipped out, telling me he's a pedophile and how gross and disgusting he was, and how I should really tell him off and report his ass, which I did. I told him off calling him a creepy child chaser, and how making me feel guilty of his actions are wrong. Making me stay up late at night and listen to his fucked up imagination to get me to also feel, what, turned on? Fuck no. After calling him out, I blocked him and reported him. But I don't think anything ever came of it. Seeing how later, I would find out from another friend in the chat that I'd met that he was now dating a girl in the chat who I knew. But hey, Not my clowns. Not my circus. And wherever this adult fucking creep of a nobody may be, I hope he rots in hell. He really deserves it for making me feel so weak and like a fool. I've gotten over it, but it will always be a lesson to learn from and what plays at the back of my mind whenever a creep tries to DM me or tries to get any satisfaction from me. Be safe out there and tell off your predators. I would like to start off by saying that I know I was naive, but I was young and trying to be normal. I was 18 and I had just started my freshman year of college. I graduated in June of 2020 and started college that August. The COVID regulations were still really strict and it was impossible to meet people. My high school graduating class was 31 students. Needless to say, I grew up in a super small town, all in all really safe, and everyone knew everyone. I don't have a good relationship with my parents, so I moved to New England ten hours away from home, just outside a pretty big city. I didn't know anyone in my school, but I'd met a girl in the freshman Facebook group that I became friends with. We were hanging out in her apartment, and she recommended I make a Tinder to meet people I was nervous about it, but after some persuading, I ended up making one. As usual, immediately after making it, I got a big influx of matches. One Saturday, I was bored in my room swiping, and I matched with this guy. He was cute, and he was in the Navy. He DM'd me, and we talked a little bit. He was only going to be in the city for the weekend, but when he asked me for my number, I gave it to him anyway. He FaceTimed me a little later on. He looked just like his picture and I could tell from the loud music in the background that he was at a bar. He told me he and some friends were having a party and he wanted to invite me. I had never been to a party before. I wasn't very popular in high school. I told him that I was unsure but that I would text him and let him know. He continued trying to convince me to come over text. I called my best friend back home to ask for her advice. I have social anxiety, and I often let it get the best of me, missing out on normal young person activities. She convinced me to go, and so I texted him for the address of where to meet him. Freshmen can't have their cars on campus at my school, so I had to take an Uber. I Ubered the address, which was at the bar he had been at. I text him, and he meets me outside the bar. His speech is slurring, and he's way drunker than he had been on the phone from before. He told me that everyone else headed back to the hotel for the party, and that he was just waiting for me. We start walking to the hotel, and I'm a little on edge, but I didn't know how to get out of this situation. Halfway into the walk into the hotel, I realize my keys are gone, and I'm gonna need them to get into my dorm building and my room. It had started raining so we ducked underneath the overhang of one of the buildings while I called the driver. He did have my keys, thank God. He said he was currently on a drive button to text him the address of the hotel, and he'd bring them to me after. I texted him the address, and we continued walking to the hotel to get out of the rain. As we walked into the hotel, my driver then said that it would be about 20 minutes, and he would call me when he arrived. Me and my date if you wanna call him that, walked into the hotel room. And surprise, there's no party, just two of his Navy buddies. This was the moment where I knew I had fucked up pretty bad, but I really didn't know what to do. I had to wait for my keys. I tried to act normal. One of the guys then said to me, is this what 18 year olds do in Pennsylvania? Meet up with three random guys? And I had no idea what to say or do. He gets me a wine call that I was just pretending to drink, while he and I laid on one bed, and the other two guys on the other, and turned on a movie. He kept trying to kiss me and I would pull away. Finally, the Uber driver gets to the hotel with my keys and he calls me. Sadly, my date insists on following me out to get my keys from the driver. I thank the guy giving him a $10 bill for driving my keys to me. I had began texting my friend, who convinced me to come clean about the situation. I was terrified, but I didn't know how to get out without confrontation. Due to my PTSD, I can't handle conflict very well. We get back to the room, and he tries pushing me into the bathroom. I told him I didn't want to do that, and got him to lay down on the bed with me. I'm pretty good at de-escalating drunk people since I am an EMT. He kept kissing me and telling me that we should go into the bathroom because he could tell that his friends were making me nervous. Every time I would turn away pretending to drink my drink, I would text my friend. He started kissing me really hard, his mouth muffling my protests. He was strong and he grabbed my arms, pinning them at my sides because I was trying to push him off. I rolled to the side, texting my friend, telling her to call me with an emergency in a few minutes. He pinned me down again and shoved his knee in between my legs. I was trying not to cry and I was trying to tell him to slow down, but his mouth was once again muffling my protests. My phone started ringing and he finally got off of me. I told him I needed to answer it. My friend was now crying that she had forgot her keys That she was at our dorm, and that she fell down the stairs, and they were gone. She was pretending to be my roommate. I leaped up from the bed and grabbed my shoes, bidding a speedy goodbye as he started yelling at me. I ran into the room and put my shoes on in the elevator. My friend stayed on the phone with me the whole Uber ride home. Before everyone tears me up and my friend in the comments, she was in Pennsylvania And there's no way she would have known what the situation was going to be like. She was trying to support me by telling me to go. It was just a really bad guy and bad decision. And now I know that I shouldn't have went to the hotel with that guy. I know now that I shouldn't have cared about the confrontation. And I should have just had the Uber take me home when I got my keys. But I was naive. I know it was my own stupidity that got me into that situation. My hands are shaking just typing this. for context, I was a 15-year-old girl, and in my first year of high school, I didn't know many people as I just moved, so none of my middle school friends went to my same high school. It's also important to note that I had an online boyfriend during the beginning of this whole ordeal. Anyways, here's my story. I remember becoming low-key friends with a couple of people in my history class. And from the start, I had been told about some drama that was happening between a guy and his girlfriend in the group. Their names were Ethan and Sid. One of the other guys in the group wanted to know about what was going on because he noticed that Ethan didn't seem happy anymore, so he sent me to go find out the story. Now, as a 15-year-old girl, drama was one of those things that was, well, super interesting to me. Plus I had Ethan in a couple of my classes, and I was looking for a new friend. As I said, all of my old friends and I drifted apart. I had no idea the extent to which Sid was a psycho until I was fully involved, and it was too late by then. Ironically, Sid was the one who introduced me to Ethan, by her asking me what I thought about something political, and she and I bonded for a short moment while I remember that Ethan just stood there awkwardly. I was then asked to join their Discord server, which opened me up to their entire crazy-ass friend group that has since fallen apart. I wouldn't say I was a catalyst for this to happen, but it's a pretty good assumption to make. I slowly began talking to Ethan, as it was my original goal to hear all the drama, but as I got close to him to talk about the situation... I slowly became more and more pissed off at Sid for being a really bad person to him. Because to me, he was a pretty sweet guy. About a month into having a daily counseling session during our band class, I would say we pretty much became best friends. Once Sid realized this, this is where her psycho-ass behavior really went off the deep end. She had told him that she didn't want him to talk to me because she didn't like me and she was really suspicious of me trying to steal him from her. Mind you, like I mentioned earlier, I was already taken by someone, and all I literally wanted to do was just try to help him and get out of the depression she put him in. Sid was the type who told Ethan that he wasn't allowed to talk to any other girls and would take his phone and read through it all the time. She didn't even want to let him hang out with his guy friends, and she would constantly guilt trip him for leaving her for other people. Not only was she controlling as fuck, but she was completely hypocritical. She would constantly flirt with other guys and would always get mad if Ethan happened to look over at her phone screen, nor would she let him even hold her phone. One time she sent lewd photos to one of Ethan's friends, and when he found out, she blamed it on him for not paying enough attention to her, and that that's why she felt the need to get validation from other people. Now, Sid was also the type of girl to self-diagnose with a number of different mental illnesses that seemed to change really often, but we all agreed that she was at least bipolar. She would always blame every episode of her just being a crazy-ass bitch on her mental illness, which really annoyed the shit out of me. Whenever Ethan tried to confront her about his feelings or saying he felt depressed, she would get mad, then saying, "'My mental health can't handle your emotions.' Stop trying to put your emotions on me because all it does is add more stress to my situation and I just can't handle it. She even went as far as to calling him selfish for even thinking of telling her about his feelings. Crazy, I know. Anyhow, once she decided she hated me, I never got to see Ethan unless it was during our small sessions in band class or over text. Once during our homecoming dance, I got permission from my boyfriend to go with another guy friend. Sid found this out and literally went through my friends on Discord, then messaged him, telling him I was there with another guy to try and start something. Needless to say, I confronted her all about it, and she literally just sat there and stared daggers at me without saying a single word. To keep things semi-short, she went around calling me a bitch and all these names to anyone who would listen. She even insulted my artwork I made. Finally, I literally just gave up at refuting the stuff she said. I figured getting a reaction out of me was what she wanted, so I just pretended she didn't exist. Sid finally ended up breaking up with Ethan about three or four months in, and of course he was devastated and still really attached to her. Plus, I found out that they had sex, and that apparently Ethan did it in hopes that she would love him more, but that wasn't the case, obviously. Now, Sid moves on almost immediately and starts fucking around with the guys in the big friend group, but at the same time, still keeps Ethan under her thumb. This, of course, is where I get annoyed with him. Stop sitting next to her and touching up on her arms and stuff. Y'all are broken up for a reason, for real. She can't tell you what you can and can't do anymore, so why do you keep listening to her? Looking back, I realized that I was jealous over Ethan, And I hated the way she was treating him because I wanted his attention too, but she wouldn't let him. Now, when it comes to me and my online boyfriend, I eventually broke up with him the day before Valentine's Day because he constantly ignored me and acted like he didn't care about me for far too long. Plus, I realized that I kind of felt something for Ethan. You would think maybe since Sid moved on, she wouldn't care anymore about us. But I was very wrong she was completely obsessed over Ethan for the entire summer and threatened to kill herself because of him and even sending pictures of the cuts on her arms saying he caused it she went around and told all of her friends that i told her to go kill herself and some chick even handed me a letter of her telling me i was a terrible person for saying that to someone when i literally never talked to her in the first place Not to mention, she started creating fake accounts left and right to talk to Ethan after he blocked her over and over again on different social media. Finally, I was just so over the whole fucking thing that I literally called her out on her bullshit, and I told her to fuck off, which she surprisingly did. From then on, I hadn't really heard anything from her until the end of the school year. Now, whenever COVID-19 hit, we were told we had the next day off of school. And honestly, I was a bit bummed that I wouldn't get to see Ethan. By this point, me and him were practically dating, just we didn't get together yet because I was still getting over my now ex. A couple of days later, and we're still at home. That's when I get a call from Ethan. Listen, don't freak out, okay? But something happened, and the principal's gonna call your parents soon. My mom told me to let you know first so you won't be scared. Uh, well, what's it about? I asked, clearly panicked. It's about Sid. Apparently her and my old best friend Harrison had some conversations over text, and it's bad. Turns out, Ethan's old friend had tried to kill himself the night before, and his mom went through his phone to see if there was any reason why. And that's when she saw the messages and notified the police, who then notified the school apparently there was very explicit conversations detailing when how and where they had planned to stab me and ethan to death at school now the thought alone is creepy enough but hear me out the police found a large kitchen knife stuffed in the guy's backpack and they said they had planned to do it on that friday as it was mentioned several times in the chat yeah the friday that just so happened to be cancelled because of covid needless to say The kid stayed in the mental hospital and was expelled from our school, but Sid just wasn't allowed to return to school in person and instead just stay online until the coming year, which unfortunately for me is going to be during my junior year if she returns. Ethan and I are still dating to this day after all this time, and I'd like to say that we're a very happy couple. It's really crazy to think that one of us could have lost our lives on that Friday if we hadn't had the pandemic start when it did. All I'd like to say is Sid, I really hope I never have to see your sorry face or name around my school ever again. You crazy psycho.